0: Hey everyone, I'm Michael. And I'm Richie. Welcome to What's On Second, a true baseball podcast.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of What's On Second, a true baseball podcast. It is Richie. It is Michael. We are back on the diamond yet again. Michael, how you doing, oh, buddy?
0: Yeah. you recovering from yesterday and uh, the All-Star game, but not bad. I'm still alive. Hey, you know what? As as the guy who
1: finally had his team win the All-Star game, ah. I have two words for you. Get over
0: it. It's three words, uh, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> get over it oh that's awesome i got two words for you <laughs> that's staying in <laughs> that's staying in that's
1: fair i appreciate it anyway i hey look i corrected myself i knew i made a mistake but it was fine um anyhow uh what do we got on the lineup chart today my friend
0: all righty guys so uh it's going to be a little bit of a different setup here coming into the second half of uh the season and our first season for what's on second. I know we usually lead off with the high and low segment now, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of like what we just alluded to. We haven't gotten to talk about the all-star game in the Derby yet, so it's going to be a quick recap of the all-star game and the home run Derby, which was really good this year. It was a lot of fun before we transition into our usual end segment of box Talk, which is going to be a little bit different today, seeing as we're recording this on Monday, July 24th. So a week from today is going to be the day before the trade deadline, which when we come to that episode next week, uh, we're going to have to try and switch it up a little bit to try and get that content out in a timely manner. So stay tuned for that. We might Maybe be a live, live next show. Week. We
1: don't know. We're we're, we're exactly. looking. At, we're we're investigating some live options. The All Instagram right. has been popping for that, and I am very <laughs> much so convinced that uh, it's going to happen soon. So uh, honestly, I really wish I could have gotten it ready for our series between the two of our teams last weekend. Just weren't ready yet. Yeah.
0: We got to <laughs> argue back and forth Thank God. offline. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, the the Bach talk this week is going to be a trade deadline talk. So a little bit different, not necessarily questions. Richie found some proposals that him and I are going to say, yeah, that's a good good idea. Or what in the world are they thinking? Or if one of us says, yeah, it's a good idea. And the other one's like, you're, you're out of your mind. Uh, it'll be the same sort of idea, just trade talk. Richie, I'm going to give you the floor here to lead this uh, leadoff segment. The All-Star Game finally gave the uh, NL a win for the first time in just about a decade.
1: Yes. uh, So I went back and listened to our all-star episode or our preview episode for the all-star game. And I was thinking about, and the Derby, and I was thinking, mm-hmm. hmm, let's see how either really right or really wrong I was. But uh, obviously we released it before uh, we had the final, final rosters because some finalized switches happened right before the game mm-hmm. itself. Regardless, uh, we both agreed it was going to be a low scoring affair. We were both right on that. Uh, yep. We just didn't think that the NL would do it. And uh, if you had bet me money on who was going to be the uh, NL MVP, Elias Diaz of the Rockies would not have been my pick. I'm just going to be really
0: honest with you. The, the first Rocky to get it.
1: The first Rocky to get it, and all deservingly so, to take the mountain out of left field is uh, an impressive move. I mean, Batista's yep. not an easy guy to hit off of, especially when you – couple he throws 106 101 every mm-hmm. time basically with his fastball and then he throws a splitter at 85 it, it's it's a nightmare for hitters and my couple that with a slider so mm-hmm. It was very interesting to watch. I enjoyed the game very much. So Uh, usually I sometimes get really agitated at all-star games because they're not fun. This broadcast was great. I love the in-game interviews. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, Freeman and Mookie are great together. (laughs) Love that. Freeman just needs to be mic'd up all the time. He's really, I I know he's an ex-brave and I should absolutely can't, should not like him. I love the guy. Greatest, great dude.
0: uh, <laughs> so you've lived and breathed since he became a Dodger, you know, that Freddie was the, the heart and soul of the Braves. And I know there's a lot of talk year in and year out amongst baseball fans, analysts, the whole shebang that, you know, oh, this player is the face of baseball. That player is the face of baseball. Well, we might have a face of baseball, but I think there might just be honestly a heart of baseball. And I my vote. Year in and year out would be for Freddie Freeman to be the heart of baseball.
1: Yeah, I would agree. But honestly, in the actual game, first off, let's talk about the defense too. Uh, First inning, you have Adoles Garcia and Randy Rosarena make catches that were ridiculous on Mm. opposite sides of the field, robbing uh, both uh, robbing the aforementioned Freeman and Ronald Acuna, arguably the MVP of the league. So I was like, oh, that's how we're starting this game. And then to see uh, just the evolution of the game all the way through, it was a fun, fun game. It was entertaining the whole way. It was cool hearing Evaldi mic'd up while he was p- pitching the sequence and going yeah. through his sequences. Uh, mm-hmm. Really cool. Good thing that he had Jonah behind the plate uh, catching for him at the time. So obviously that was semi-planned, I'm sure. But yeah, I-, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was a fun game. Your boy didn't get to Play though. Class A didn't get to come in and pitch. I realized that.
0: Yeah, so right before uh the the first half of the season ended and they went into the all-star break, uh it was announced that he was going to skip going because his wife has been having issues. Uh they're him and his or I don't know if they're married, but him and his significant other are expecting a baby and it's not going very well. Gotcha and so she had to go back to I think it's the Dominican is where he's from. I believe Dominican and, Republic, yeah, yeah, and he uh, so he ended up opting to honestly do the right thing, going and being with his uh, with his significant other. So
1: okay, well that, then that makes more sense. I was surprised. Yeah. I was like, man, I would have thrown Class A out there to throw it in. Like, <laughs> oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I thought it was cool for. It was one of those things that I was laughing because obviously Topper was the uh, NL manager because of the, and Baker was the AL manager. But I thought it was mm-hmm. funny. Topper was, as that game was going on, I was like, "Kimberl was a late replacement. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if he's going to use Kimbrough at all. And then as soon as Yandi hit the home run, and it was, I think, in the eighth inning. All of a sudden, Kimbrel got up and I went, oh, I knew Topper was going to do it. it co- Topper wanted to go get he wanted to try and get save Kimbrell to get a save op for him on the uh, All-Star game. So I thought that yeah. was kind of nice to do. Took up a lot more pitches than I would have liked. 30 pitches was huh. a little bit much for my closer. But hey, uh, yeah. it was fun, though. I thought it was a very, very entertaining game. I was captivated the whole time. I love that the pitch timer was still involved in it. I know some people will be so mad that it happened but I thought it made the game fun, moved it along. I thought overall, Mm -hmm. one of the best all-star games we've had.
0: I agree. Uh, I I like that they're keeping that consistency with the rules. It's been a topic of debate recently about uh, more so involving the players and some of the teams uh, wanting to watch and not go with the pitch timer in in the playoffs, which, I mean, if you're in the World Series and you lose a game, in the championship due to a, a pitch clock violation. Like that's, it's a bit much, but Rob Manfred as much of a piece that he is, <laughs> uh, is, is recently got by, his
1: extension too, by the way, which is a joke,
0: but he is wanting to stick with the rules instead of going back and forth, which I think is ultimately going to be a better thing than not, especially because we don't, use the extra innings rule in the playoffs. So at the end of the day, I think keeping the pitch timer is a better idea, but uh getting rid of the ghost runner in the playoffs is a in my opinion a better better thing. I think, that's fair.
1: I, think I think what we can I think you can come to a compromise. I think you just need to extend the pitch timer a little bit, maybe in the playoffs, mm-hmm. which is fine yeah. with me. I wouldn't mind giving him an extra five 10 seconds. I really don't care about that. It wouldn't be Mm -hmm. the end of the world. So I think that will be the, the, the case for that, but I enjoyed it as it was. Keep it as is for in the all-star
0: game. I thought that was really a good idea. Let's see. So a couple of notes that I made here. Uh Uh, I had mentioned that the NL one, three to two on Diaz's go ahead, Homer. Uh, And like I said, just a little bit ago, he's the first Rocky to ever get in all-star game MVP. Uh, which congratulations to him uh, going through the episode. When I edited the last one, I did call that uh, Garcia was going to be named a replacement starter, giving you Texas did. a, a fifth starter. You and I both were kind of thinking that Shohei would start, which we were both wrong. It ended up being Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole and Zach Gallen. So yeah, Gallin we got that one, start. right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we did. But it, like you said, it was very fun Uh, It was I felt like it was engaging um, with with all of the mic'd up players and just the overall uh, the overall fan experience, which that to some degree kind of wraps up my my all star game recap to go into this derby talk. uh, I was just about 100 percent wrong with my predictions uh, for the home run derby. Garcia did not win. Uh, I was going to say you day. were a
1: hundred percent wrong, but I went back and listened to the episode. And I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off, but I was almost a hundred percent right.
0: <laughs> uh, you were you... very close. I was super close. <laughs> I know. I was. I was. I remembered a lot of it while watching the Derby, but uh, I didn't realize how off target I was until I went back and finished the edits, and I just felt like a fool. But uh, that derby was was a lot of fun. The big surprise for me isn't that Vladdy one. I thought that was awesome, but it was Adley. And oh, yeah, I was, was going to
1: say you and I are both going to agree on this.
0: <laughs> I thought that I was I was upset that Luis Robert came back and well, didn't really come back. He very easily, in my opinion, beat him because that dude is just so strong that he was barely swinging it in that first uh, that first round against Rushman. Uh, now, granted, he looked like a totally different person and got eliminated in the next round. Uh-huh. But uh, Adley did surprise us uh, by going righty. That was something that we brought up at some point in that last episode. And I kind of feel like he probably should have started right-handed and just stayed that way. But I'm going to disagree that- with you. Only because, look, I'm balking at you for once in my life.
1: (laughs) I'm going to only disagree with you for one reason. I think it was Mm -hmm. a brilliant strategy move because when he switched, I almost fell out of my chair. And immediately I texted you, which I was Mm -hmm. so happy that you were watching too because I think you might have beat me to the punch on typing it. But (laughs) oh yeah, (laughs) we both had the same thought. He switched. Oh, my God. And it might be the first thing that unlocks it for switch hitters. If you noticed, so if you swing that many times one way, you get tired naturally. Mm-hmm. It's It takes mm-hmm. a lot of energy, everything like that. Well, when you turn around and you go the other way and you have the ability to hit for power the other way as well, like Adley does, clearly, mm-hmm. it opens it up. And it's almost like you're starting fresh again. Fresher, I should yeah. say. So yeah, yeah. I thought it was a brilliant move. I think mm-hmm. it's a move that I don't think like J-Ram could have done it yesterday, last year. I think it's a move that's – because I think his swing just doesn't fit for that. We also agree that his swing wasn't really built for a home run derby anyhow. But switch hitters like that, I wouldn't be shocked to see that happen more often. I think it's a brilliant move. I want Adley back in it next year because I think Mm -hmm. he just ran into a buzzsaw. But I think he could – I think there's a lot of potential in that. I was very impressed. And to yoke six out of seven with 30 seconds – Oh, was it was,
0: I, uh, I think it was, he hit eight of ten, I think.
1: Okay, eight of ten, yeah. But that was nuts. Um, so that was my first. I agree with you. That was a big takeaway for me.
0: He, when he was hitting left-handed, he had so many good swings where he, it's like you didn't think he could hit it that far. But then I don't know if he got into his head or not. But you could hear the the catcher telling him to breathe and relax and whatnot. Uh, but then when he when he just looked like a totally different guy when he went around to the right side. But I like your point that, you know, you start off one on uh, hitting from one side of the plate and uh, you obviously get tired. But then you go to the other side and it, it helps you kind of have a little bit more life and giddy up in your swing. But it was it was kind of weird to see the polar bear look. Not the polar bear like you know, he's not his... healthy. No, I'm almost a
1: hundred percent convinced he's he rushed back from that injury and he got popped mm-hmm. pretty good. But he rushed back from that injury, he doesn't look like himself at all. He looks terrible. No. He should honestly, yeah. he honestly, I would almost phantom IL him again if I could, if yeah. the Mets could just to yeah. get him time.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, without a doubt, which they're going to be an interesting team to watch in the next week with the the deadline approaching, but Mm -hmm. Pete didn't look the same. It was so fun watching uh, Rodriguez in the Derby. Still a little disappointing. Yeah. Still a little disappointing that he didn't start in the all-star game, but overall that all-star week was, was a really good uh, show that, that Seattle put on. Yes, showcasing their ballpark and the fan base and just that, that Seattle Mariner Mariner culture.
1: Yeah. I, I think Julio also showed that there is a, his, well, I should say his pitcher for the home run Derby showed the real model of how you need to throw the home run Derby. And it's, it's that, and I sent it right to you right away off offline again, while we were watching, It was that hanging slider-esque look. He's just flipping almost hanging breaking balls up there. And J-Rod just yokes every one of them because that's the Mm -hmm. pitch everybody's looking for as a home run hitter. If you get a hanging breaking ball, slider or otherwise, usually slider is the best one. But if it's a hanging slider, it's just spinning up there, which just increases the Backspin, and you just get to use your power and drive. It's the yep. ultimate thing, and I think that's going to be huge coming into next year's home run derby. Is I want to see how many people took notes of that because that should be the pitch you throw every single time in a home run derby. Is that hanging breaking ball, and he was just throwing it flat footed too. It was flat foot, little sidewinders. Yeah, uh, it was. It was the coolest thing.
0: <laughs> it was very very impressive.
1: Yeah, and the fact that they were in the same spot every single time, I was like, "Wow, this is nuts!" <laughs> mm.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, but we'll go ahead and transition into this final segment already. But I have a feeling that it's good we're gonna we're gonna get some good discussions going on here. Yes, Richie, lead us here in this uh, trade talk edition of Bok Talk.
1: Sure. So this Balk Talk is obviously a little different. We're not going to have questions. I'm not going to have Michael Balk or Walk on me uh, on these as much because really it's not questions. We're going to kind of make it an open discussion forum for this Balk Talk. But it was the perfect kind of segment for Balk Talk as well. So Mm -hmm. we're coming in here and this is an article I found off MLB.com, our great MLB friends. And it's talking about the in a perfect world trade deadline strategy for each team. So we're going to go through each team. We're going to see if they agree, we agree on what they should do, and if we disagree, what they, we think they should do instead. So we're going to start here in the AL East. first. It's no particular order on these, by the way. It's just literally by division. So the first team is the Blue Jays. Their note is, be aggressive here and now. Recent deadlines, the Blue Jays have upgraded their present-day rosters with one eye always on the future. They've always preferred to land players with contract time remaining beyond that season. Jose Barrios, Whit Merrifield, Zach Pop, Rob Stripling, Mitch White, are just a few to name some to give you an idea. He here is they have not really been the biggest pieces they've needed. So basically what they're saying is the Blue Jays need to sell out and get somebody. Whoever it is, whether they have time or not, they need to go all in to make a move here because this is a window for them. And that window is starting to shrink a little bit and they have not taken advantage of it yet to this day.
0: I agree with that. I can see, I mean, coming as a a, a Cleveland fan and from a Cleveland fan's perspective, it's, it's really tough to say go all out and trade for that guy that, uh, that's going to cost you quite a bit of your potential future in terms of prospects. So if if anything, and I were a Blue Jays fan, I would hope in going off of that idea, go out, get someone who it's going to cost you a ton of players and prospects, but has maybe a couple of years of control, a year and a half, something like that, where you get a little bit of longevity out of that player that you're getting in return even though you're still paying for it so if they can find some way to keep their current trajectory or if they can find a way to keep how they usually approach trades while still selling out and going all in on some very big name player then i think that would that'd be a good move to do
1: yeah i completely agree they need to make something happen here it's the windows now for the orioles their key is add pitchers, preferably ones who aren't rentals. So kind of on the opposite spectrum, uh, it's time to buy in for the Orioles. Now, the Orioles, mm-hmm. as we know, have had a huge year. They have great hitting. They have great everything. The bullpen is solid. We have mentioned Batista earlier. It wasn't a great all-star game for him, but he's ridiculous. We mentioned Cano earlier on in the last episode. They need to acquire pitching badly. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing they need is some good starters, I agree they need to pick people that are relatively still have some years left on their deals because there's no reason to just sell out for rentals right now for them, Uh, especially with how young this team is. Kind of reminds me of a Guardians team last year where they need to buy, but buy strategically in this situation. Now, this could all really hinge, too, on Grayson Rodriguez if he gets back to what he needs to do because he came up earlier, kind of flopped went back down. Now the question is, is he coming up anytime soon? A lot of reports are saying he's almost ready to come back up. So
0: Mm -hmm. that could
1: be a big thing. They also did acquire Shintaro Fujinami from July, uh, from July, excuse me, from the athletics, (laughs) which is a great pickup in my opinion, because he's kind of that could be a starter, could be a bullpen piece. They've kind of Mm -hmm. had him doing both in the athletics organization And obviously the A's are a dumpster fire, so his ERA is (laughs) awful right now, but that's also because of who he played for, in my opinion. Um, But I would be shocked if you don't see any pitchers coming there.
0: Uh, I think that's another good take. In my opinion, I don't know what the suggestion is for the Cincinnati Reds, but it's a lot of the same. The Reds are that team that their, their ownership and their front office needs to close their mouths, throw away the key and open up the checkbook. Uh, And for Cincinnati, I feel like what they really could use is pitching as well. Uh, But if the Orioles can go out and get a lockdown starter, just go for pitching in whatever way you can. Shane Bieber is currently hurt and it really doesn't feel like Cleveland's going to trade him. But that would be a good piece for Baltimore to get where, you know, he doesn't have a lot of time left. He only has the rest of this year and all of next. But that would be a good piece to add in to their rotation. Uh, I would not. I mean, Shohei goes to the Orioles that that cements them, especially now that they've overtaken the Rays for first place. In my opinion, that would cement them as the favorite to win the AL East for this oh, year easy, because easy. Baltimore's Baltimore's not extending Shohei I feel like there's only a maybe you can count on one hand how many teams could pay the money that Shohei is going to end up getting so uh, I, I think that's a good take for Baltimore
1: yeah speaking of the aforementioned Rays you mentioned them just a minute ago uh, as they are now no longer the leaders of the AL East which is just dumbfounding to both of us uh, mm-hmm. seeing as they've just boat raced everybody for the most part until recently uh, the Rays need to reinforce the pitching staff. The Rays early season slugging spree and collective mid season slump may have obscured the fact that this team has will always be built on a foundation of run prevention, pitching and defense uh, while they mm-hmm. entered the weekend with an MLB best 3.67 ERA. There's a lot of room still to add good pitching because they've been having injury bug bite them really bad. Tampa Bay needs a fifth starter first and foremost, and another reliever would be a bull make the talented bullpen even more dangerous. Um, (laughs) They mentioned, would it be nice if Shohei showed up there? Yeah, absolutely. Like you just said, Um, but we don't uh, few and far between would bet my soul that that doesn't happen there. Um, Mm -hmm. But I could see some movement on some different pitchers to end up there. I would imagine the Rays buy a pitcher or two while they're out there.
0: I think uh, with Tampa Bay, It's a weird situation. It's kind of similar to ish to Toronto's where they don't Tampa Bay much like Cleveland does not show out big contracts. I mean, you look at them signing Zach Eflin is their biggest con free agent contract in team history. And I think that kind of says a lot right in and of itself there. So if they can concentrate on pitching, they do have a good offense, maybe get a veteran for their bench. For me, but uh, if they can if they can get some lockdown pitching, both for the pen and the the rotation, much like Baltimore, I think it would greatly help their chances, at least in the wild card, if not in the East.
1: The Red Sox. Let's see if you've been you're catching on to the clues here of uh, what everybody in the ALE seems to need. Uh, they need to add a starter and a reliever. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, they've taken on a barrage of injuries, uh, but we kind of wrote this team off for dead at the beginning of the year. And mm. to be fair, they battled and stayed right around there and they keep on hovering right around that thorn in the side for the AL East teams. Uh, mm-hmm. So they are looking for another starter and a righty reliever, you know, expecting, hopefully they're trying to think that there's an outside chance. Trevor story comes back, but it's very likely not going to happen this year. So mm. uh, could also be looking for a little bit of a middle infielder. I'm not sure. In my opinion, I totally not that I don't disagree with this because I think they do need those things, but I would be selling the one piece they could sell, which is Adam Duvall, and I would be riding what I could out of this team, and I would be kind of recalibrating for the offseason because I don't think they're going to be able to make the playoffs. I
0: agree. I'm not going to disagree with what the the author said because it's Boston. Any of those guys can turn it on at some point. Oh, And then if they feel like going out and getting some big piece they could i would probably arguably count them into that mix of teams that in theory could go out and afford otani but i i just i'm not exactly i don't believe that they have a legit shot to go out there and seriously compete for the east let alone the uh the wild card so I'll just, I'll go ahead and just go with what, what the author said, go out, get a bullpen piece and a a starter because Corey Kluber is just not going to cut it as much as I love him. (laughs) No, he's not
1: the Yankees, which is a interesting one for me. It's basically what they said is a little bit of this, a little bit of that (laughs) sounds super unspecific. Most people were actually calling for a fire sale earlier on, but they've kind of had a good bounce back week weekend against the Royals, so it's not totally on that right now. But there's a lot of big money contracts on the Yankees books right now, so they should be in win now mode. To shave a few dollars, they could look at some other options here. Names that have been popped up for them that could be of interest. Uh, Cody Bellinger pops up quite a bit there. Uh, No reason to trade Gleyber Torres. Uh, Some people say, try your shot at Juan Soto as well. Just thinking, where do you play these guys? Really? Mm -hmm. Some people are actually thinking they might want to sell as well. They're thinking selling Domingo Herman might be the best thing right now because whose stock could be higher after a perfect game. Also, Harrison Bader is a free agent to be after this season. So uh, interesting to think about where he could end up. But I would say if I'm the Yankees, I am just keeping what I got. I'm riding it out. We're going to see if we get there. If we don't mm-hmm. get there, then we need to just reassess at the end of the year. I think they're too borderline to go all in. They're also too borderline yeah. to sell the whole farm.
0: Yeah. I don't think we've ever even really seen the Yankees sell the whole farm. No, in 2016, never. we we saw them sell their best two relievers with Chapman going to the Cubs and Miller Andrew Miller going to the the at the time the Indians but I honestly I agree with you they just need to stand pat and play with what they got because you need to see what happens with the team you have let the guys go that just aren't going to fit in with the clubhouse next year I think Bader could in theory fit in there pretty well and if I had a bet money I would I wouldn't be opposed to saying that I think he stays in New York because he's played well there. yeah, And he's embraced the culture, which for New York fans, uh, that's, that's a pretty big thing. But I would not go out and trade for Soto because, no. like you said, you got to find a place to fit him in. Now, in the off season, maybe, you know, see what what your plan of action is then. But at, at the end of the day, I just feel like it's a let's see what happens and we're just going to go with it uh, type of season for the Yankees. I would agree with you.
1: To the AL Central. And we're starting with your boys because they happen to be the first ones that's on this list and it's the Guardians and it's not going to be of any surprise to you. I can almost guarantee you're going to just kind of nod at me and go, wow, that's not cliche to hear this again. Uh, For the Guardians, bring in some power. (laughs) (laughs) It's the one thing we've been saying all along for the Guardians. We think they need another power bat big time and they need to stop rotating the flip and catcher in my opinion, Uh, especially after watching them this series. If, Bo Naylor's not catching every day. I don't think they're doing it right because Bo Naylor, uh, minus obviously he needs regular days off, but like not this rotation of three catchers.
0: So dumb to me. It's funny because yesterday, either before our game started, because Philly's Phillies just played Cleveland and we won the series, but I'm not entirely pleased by it because in theory, Cleveland really should have swept them. I digress. I need to get over it. It is what He it really is wanted now. to stick
1: that to me, by the way, too. He was really looking <laughs> forward to sticking it to me. Yes. I was very nervous at one point yesterday. I was like, "You got to be kidding me! I really don't want to get on the air with him tomorrow with, <laughs> with <laughs> <being> sweat." Yeah, <laughs> especially uh, since we almost went to those games just because of everything going on. But big yikes um, indeed.
0: Yeah, i I saw someone say that the Guardians really do look like a team that's just one bat away from really truly contending. And I, part of me really doesn't disagree. I would still disagree because the bullpen, whilst I don't know how on earth is ranked amongst some of the best in the league, uh because as soon as they have their moments, they're hit and miss during the first nine innings, but as the moment they go into the, the extra innings, it's all over. And every one of them, Class A included, just decides to, Pooty doo all over themselves. <laughs> but I feel like if we could get a bullpen piece, that would be good. At the end of the day, I'm honestly not that concerned with the starters. Get McKenzie back. Hopefully when he comes back, he can keep pitching and doesn't really screw up his elbow. Uh, get Shane back. Hopefully he's in a better, you know, physical place, maybe even a little mental as well. Uh, but if you can go out and get a bet, I think that would be a fantastic move. Now, who in particular? I really don't know. I have the perfect name for you. Shohei Ohtani?
1: I know, but I <laughs> mean, I mean anybody would agree to that. But yeah. yeah, in reality, I have the perfect name for you. Hit me. Cody Bellinger. He's flexible, can play multiple positions for you, and he can fit in NDH right in the in the outfield yep. and first base right where you need to give Josh Naylor, a break every once in a while, or let him play in the outfield with his power. He's a perfect you know how, fit for you guys.
0: Oh, he's a perfect fit. You know how awkward it would be rooting for Cody Bellinger. <laughs> because, it would be awkward,
1: but I know you would get over it really
0: quickly. <laughs> oh no, I would. Between him being a Dodger and then now being a Cub, but that's that's shades of getting Kosuke Fukudome, a a big throwback name uh, for y'all. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, boy, that's going back in the day there. <laughs> uh, t- 10, 12 years, something like At that. At least. But, but yeah, no, I go out, get a bet, uh, bring in some power. They've started to show odd power right now. I'm going to just say it's a wave of hitting the ball out. But yeah, it was I mean, kind of they're... annoying watching when Nola kept serving them up. It was getting old real <laughs> fast. Uh, I mean, Quan, I'm not expecting that consistently. Jimenez, he should be hitting a few more. But uh, I agree. Get it back. <laughs> All right. To the
1: Royals. Very easy concept. Acquire as many prospects as possible. And I could not agree uh-huh. with that more. They are uh, really... The hard thing is what can you what can they give up to get things? Obviously, you're not giving up Bobby Witt Jr. The Really, the only guys they're mentioning here that could be of really substantial relief back is... You know Scott Scott Barlow, their closers one, Carlos Hernandez, another reliever is one, and then there have been talks from people about Salvador Perez. Perez would be interesting because he is the captain of that team technically, but yeah, uh, and it would be interesting to see if he would even bother because I'm pretty sure he might have a no trade on his thing. It's that simple.
0: Get get prospects. There's nothing else you need to do. I I definitely agree that they probably shouldn't trade Bobby Witt Jr. He he's got talent. I don't know if he's necessarily the answer to their future. I don't. I don't think I see him as a career royal like Salvador Perez is. No, I agree. Uh, this year, I would not trade Bobby Wood Jr. Next year, maybe start thinking about it in terms of getting prospects because you're not going to get your your franchise altering return this year. Uh, Scott Barlow can be good. He has not been. Consistently good his whole career. Uh, Hernandez is a good bullpen piece. Kind of it, not as good as Gregory Soto, but I could see him really helping a bullpen out. So it, uh, that is probably about as on point of a deadline approach as that I've heard so far.
1: Yes, to the Tigers. Trade veterans starters for prospects. Again, pretty much cut and simple, and very easy to think about. Uh, a couple guys that are mentioning here that could go: uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, his he's up. To, uh, he has a contract opt out at this season's end. Very very possible he could do it. Uh, and Michael Lorenzen, their all star, uh, has a one year deal expiring at this end of this year. Teams looking for pitching. Could definitely be in on that. I would be not surprised. They are mentioning the Rangers, Braves, Reds, and Dodgers as all possibilities for those guys. Uh, Wouldn't be surprised if any of those happen. I mean, the Braves did make two trades already today for some relievers. They got uh, Johnson from the Rockies and uh, Hearn, a lefty from the Rangers, ironically enough. So (laughs) those guys are already done. But yeah, I mean, pretty much cut and dry. You'd like to think you could move uh hobby bias, but I don't think anybody's buying that right now. So uh, no. yeah, those two, those are what I'd be moving. If I could move bias for a decent amount of haul, I would, but I'd probably be getting like prospects 20 and down for that at this point.
0: Yeah. I think Detroit's approach, in my opinion, the way I, I heard that is similar to uh, Kansas city, but for Detroit, it should be more of a cost cutting. While at uh padding up your prospects, Rodriguez should get you a good haul. If, if yes. you can trade him with the year he's having you, you should be able to get a very good chunk of uh, players back for him. And I mean, if you're a team that's picking him up like a Houston Astros, which actually that was just off the top of my head. I could really see that being a destination That's a for him. very good call. Maybe it... I don't know if Anaheim could pull off this thing I'm about to bring up, but a in Atlanta, I don't think Atlanta needs a starter, especially with Freed coming back at some point. But if you can trade him to a contender that is going to be a World Series contender next year, then maybe that team can talk him and rework his deal so that he doesn't opt out next year. Because if he stays in Detroit... Yeah, well, I mean, with the year he's having, there's no way that he does keep that deal. He goes out and gets more money. Yeah, I agree. But watch for Javi getting traded next year, though. Yeah, maybe about play better. He he's gone. If Javi picks it up a little bit, he'll they'll be gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the Twins add a functional right-handed bat. <laughs> twins need a right-handed bat who can be functional against left-handed pitching. The league collectively has a 0.739 OPS against lefties. And the only twins regular with above average performance against them is oddly Joey Gallo. <laughs> uh, yeah. As the twins have posted an MLB were 668 OPS against Southpaws for the first time in recent memory, the twins have enough starting pitching, but Buxton Correa and company need help. They need a right-handed bat. I completely agree with that.
0: I think uh, they need that right-handed bat and, their their bullpen to me hasn't been extraordinary their starting rotation has been fantastic so if they can go out and get some bullpen help on top of that a little bullpen help will be good yeah yeah, i mean every team and a little bullpen help would help yeah for like always
1: yeah i mean that's pretty much everybody yeah
0: (laughs) yeah Uh, so for for minnesota bullpen right hand bat,
1: white Sox last one on the al east trade dylan
0: cease you pulled a me
1: Oh, did I say it backwards? Darn me. ALE. AL Central.
0: Wow. (laughs) We're trying. Anyway, last one, AL
1: Central, (laughs) is the White Sox, and theirs is Trey Dillon Cease, and I agree with this wholeheartedly. Trey Dillon Cease, get a haul back for him because you need to rebuild, and Dillon Cease is one of your promising pieces that you can get a good haul for, and more than likely, he's going to be leaving somewhat soon. I think he might have... He's under club control for two and a half more seasons, but that gives you all the grounds to say, give me all the good stuff. So mm-hmm. he's a Cy Young R- award runner up last year. Uh, he's only 27 again, under club control for two and a half seasons. They need to take advantage of this uh, on the South side. This is about one of the only moves they can make. I mean, Robert is another one, but why would you do that? So yeah. <laughs> you need to have somebody to get people in the ballpark. I love this idea. trade Dylan Cease. uh, Philly, if you would like Dylan Cease, I would gladly take him <laughs> for two and a half more years because then I would gladly feel okay with letting Nola walk. I'd use him in this rotation and then let him walk and let uh Nola walk after this because mm-hmm. <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: I don't want two hundred million. I agree, trade Dylan. I I agree, trade Dylan Cease, but also trade trade Lucas Giolito. Look at some of those position players. See what Liam you can Hendricks. potentially get for uh, yeah. Yeah, I his, I know. He, he, it,
1: sadly, I don't want to trade Liam Hendricks, but it's a part of me that says you kind of have to at this point.
0: <laughs> it's going to help you out, but, you know, you just need to watch the PR response whenever you do that because of him coming back from cancer and all that. I, I mean, just get him on a team that's going to compete because he's shown that he's he is an elite bullpen arm. So I would say trade at least those three and I get agree. what you can back.
1: Ah, the AL West. Hmm. Where should we start but the LA Angels, shall we? Mm. Interesting one here. Get as much intel on Otani as possible. The Angels are in an incredibly tough spot as they are clinging to contention, but two-way superstar Shohei Otani is set to be a free agent. Who knew? <laughs> uh, and <laughs> he would command an infusion of young talent in return for anything that ha- he could get. Otani's incredibly private, but the Angels need to get a sense for his openness to re-sign this offseason, or if he's going to leave. Uh, If there's any chance they can re-sign him, they should hold on to him. But if it appears there's no chance he's re-signing, it's time to trade him and get him moving. Get several top prospects in return, instead of just a compensatory pick. Much of this decision will come down to how they play, obviously, and the injury bug. If they can gain ground, then it makes sense to keep Otani, but if they fall out of the contention, they need to sell him. This next week is going to be very interesting to watch the angels. if they play well, he's gonna stay. If they do not, mm. it's gotta happen. Who it would happen with? I don't know. There's
0: so many options. but he, at the end of the day, like he can no matter what if they do trade him, they're gonna get like a historic return. but if I'm a team that's considering trading for him. Unless you are the Braves or you're the Dodgers, why on earth would you mortgage your future uh, and any potential depth you've got in case you have an injury to get Otani when he's not guaranteed to to re-sign with you for you know half a millennia? Yeah. So it it almost it in terms of the Angels' approach, get that intel on him. Uh, see how you play, and then come next Tuesday, a week from tomorrow, if you haven't kept yourself really well close or in the wild card as is, then get the biggest package you can get for him. But if you're another team, why would you give in unless you know you're about to win the World Series? Because you can just potentially go out and sign him in the off season.
1: Correct. I've been seeing different teams thinking about this offer. The if it was my team, which obviously I, I, you know, I don't I am not on any team staff, but if I am on any team staff and I'm in these discussions, if I'm making this deal, Otani has to sign an extension that day. Yeah. I will pay him, but I want him to sign that extension. That day. We're not even getting to free agency at that point. If that's gonna <laughs> happen, if yeah. that's not on the table, then I'm not trading for him. I don't care what haul I have to give up for him. No way, no how a rental of him is not worth it because it would take too much to get. The Astros, the reigning World Series champs, they need a pitching bad. They need starters like crazy. They've lost McCullers, they've lost Garcia, and they've lost Yerkita all the injury this year. Javier has not been great and they're really leaning on hunter brown which is you know he's a rookie he's doing great but there's only so much you can do names that there's a lot of people thinking about could end up there (laughs) you mentioned two of them giolito dylan cease uh also from the cardinals jordan montgomery jack flaherty are options and then marcus stroman as well you just have to figure out how much would the price be for them
0: i agree i think another name like i just thrown out there when we talked about Detroit as Eduardo Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. He gives him a southpaw that has looked really good on a abysmal Detroit Tigers team. So you get you get him on a team like the Astros, uh, who just for whatever reason on paper, well, not on paper, but in the moment, they don't strike me as intimidating. A lot of it's coming from Alvarez still being on the IL, but very much so. With how Texas is played, I like the Rangers more so than the Astros. You got to give the Astros credit because obviously they're right there in it for the AL West, and they they are the reigning uh, champions, so you can't write them off. Not that I am, but if I were them, I'd go out there for any of those five players. I think any of them really uh, helps them out.
1: The athletics <laughs> sell <laughs> everything anything you can get back sell it uh their big thing is uh continue to add young pitching i would agree get young pitchers sell the farm get every get every piece of prospect help you get for your move to vegas
0: i don't think we need to spend much time there get what you can for ramon Loriano, get what yep. you can for brent rooker i mean yep. it, i would like even you,
1: i would even put Blade up there as an option as well
0: Blade i mean they they're going to end up having to face the potential of selling their controllable assets you know ryan nota a yep. uh, some of their Sears, uh, just some of these these kids um i mean they just got shang shay i think is, it, right? is yeah. his name it, it's it's a, it's a situation that we have not seen to this extreme in quite a while if ever in baseball but yeah Get as many honest, well-ranked prospects as you can for that move.
1: Uh, The Mariners need a bat. Who that bat is, I'm not sure, but they need a bat. They need to do something. They didn't do anything in the offseason. They haven't done anything as far as, you know, during last year's trade deadline. I mean, they got through it, but Mm -hmm. they need to start, like, buying in. This whole, like, hoping that we did well enough is a problem. So it needs to be done. They
0: need bats. I agree. <laughs> uh, like you said, I don't know who it is. Uh, you're we're probably not going to get much of a chance out of anyone in the division. But looking at uh, outside of it in the central and the east, Javi Baez doesn't fit there. I don't think. No, I don't think so. Um, You could they could really probably benefit from uh, having Salvador Perez. But I don't want to see him gonna... traded from Kansas City. Yeah. Bellinger but might work there. Bellinger would be a good piece too. But yeah, uh, just get the best bet you can. Do oh, yeah. something. Whatever you get do something.
1: Don't just sit idly by. If the mariners sit idly by, I will guarantee you, Bis, right here, right now, they will not make the playoffs again. And they will be back on another playoff losing streak. it won't be 30 years, it. but they won't be they're not going back this year. Yeah. Uh Rangers. Let's see if you've heard this one before. Add lots of pitching. The Rangers have a glaring holes in both rotation and bullpen likely won't be fixed by a single trade. Uh, they already opened the truck, the trade floodgates. They did acquire a Chapman on June 30th, mm-hmm. which is great, but not the end. all be all to save your season right now at any stretch of the situation. Uh, yeah. Jacob de has gone. Navaldi's had a great year. John Gray could be looking at, I would say two names I haven't mentioned that could be really good picks to look at if San Diego falls out of it especially Josh Hader Blake Snell both options mm-hmm. that would be big to get you know and then the usuals we mentioned Giolito Stroman all those guys could be options for them as yep.
0: well i i would not trust John Gray to consistently be a good reliable arm out of that rotation me either so any of those starters that we have mentioned for other teams would would fit in well and they would be a good destination for us, Scott Barlow and Hernandez from from Kansas City. So yep, they're, they might be one of my more intriguing teams to keep an eye on. Uh, to the NL side. And I actually got it right this time.
1: Uh, the oh. NL East. The Braves. Interesting thoughts here, but I agree with this. They need to acquire a starting pitcher. But the one they mentioned is a really good choice. Uh, even with Frank Max Freed, who's set to return next week, the Braves need to erase... Some back end uncertainty. They really kind of have had a gray area in that kind of fourth, fifth role. Thoughts of acquiring a back experienced starter like a Lance Lynn would be very helpful for them. Uh, Soroka is capable of filling in on that fifth spot as well as Kyle Wright when he returns in September. But to safeguard the bullpen, add a experienced starter, I think Lance Lynn fits that bill perfectly for them. <laughs> and it would be really he, upsetting if they did do that.
0: He he definitely fits it. You're not gonna have to pay as much for Cease or Giolito if you go out and get Lynn. He has not had as no it has not been a good year. <laughs> of a year for them. So maybe going to a team like Atlanta where you can pretty much have a good shot at getting four to five runs consistently of run support. Uh, you can expect at least uh, a lot more output than what he's getting currently in Chicago. Uh, I think that's a good, good one. Again, it's like every other team, no team can have enough pitching. That's that's a problem you want to have. So really any of the aforementioned pitchers would would work well there
1: to the Marlins. Big one. I actually really like this one. Make a statement by buying. The Marlins have been garbage for years. We have written them off all the time. Mm -hmm. They're finally good. They've made great small-time moves that have built into making the team really good. So Mm -hmm. they just snapped an eight-game losing streak. I enjoyed watching them lose many times. But, of course, we didn't gain much ground on them. So (laughs) I'm frustrated by that. But with that being said, they need a right-handed high-leverage reliever. That's kind of their biggest thing they need. And another bat would be really helpful to them. Uh, a power bat, in my opinion, would be great for them to help mm-hmm. pair with Arise and Solaire. Really get pitching for them.
0: I I think uh, Scott Barlow would be a fantastic piece to go to Miami. Uh, it gives them a good bullpen pitcher. I, I would like to see Miami get another starter just to take a little more weight off of Alcantara's shoulders. Sure. Um but then again, another bat. It's something in there, probably power wise, uh, just in case Soler Solaire strikes out for the fortieth time that game, you can help compliment him, but also because Arise does not uh ever get out, you can have a better shot at driving him in. So uh, I agree. I, I would like to see them spend in some way, shape, or form, but get some pitching. This'll be a fun one. The Mets.
1: What should they do? They, they're kind of the pinnacle of really. What should they do? By this article, they should do little or nothing. Kind of like the idea. Uh, obviously, the Mets are bad. We can just say that selling is not totally an option for them because a lot of their dudes have high are high salaries. Obviously, as the leading payroll mm-hmm. team, but they also have no trade clauses in their stuff. So Scherzer Verlander, I'd be stunned to see either one of them move because they have the rights of no trade clauses on there. And the thing I'd see them doing is maybe they've already gotten rid of Escobar. Maybe it's going to be the, the most I see them doing is maybe getting rid of a canna or a fam, Tommy fam, one of those two. And then Mm -hmm. after that, it's maybe get a reliever back and hope and maybe get a hope for a run, but you can't blow it all the way up. I um, would prefer them blow it up, but hey,
0: that's just <laughs> me. I I don't see them blowing it up. Houston needs a starter. I don't see Max or yeah, you know, I don't see Justin saying no if they said, hey, we got a good trade offer with Houston. You want to go back? I don't see why he'd say, nah. I have a good shot at getting a ring again. No, like yeah, he I could I think he would be a little more willing to waive it then. And if they want to change it up a little bit and trade for Mad Max. Instead of Verlander, I think Houston's another good possible destination for Scherzer. I think, if anything, those would be the two that they try to get out of because they are costing them so much money, at least currently. But uh, I I definitely could see them trading Canna just to get anyone back. And I think Tommy Pham would be an interesting trade target for the Guardians if we didn't get a Bellinger or something like that. That would be a but, good one. It would be a good one. However, I it's gonna it'll Cleveland will just start running into the same issue because uh, SpongeBob's having a really good July in the minors right now. So at some point he's gonna get the call up, uh, and I could see him going on the same run he did as he did last year. So it is a who knows in terms of Cleveland's approach. I know we already talked about them, but I think those four are the more likely to get traded. The Nationals trade for the future.
1: National's have success the past two deadlines, acquiring key pieces in their future, including pieces like Josiah Gray, Keybert Ruiz, CJ Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, and number four prospect James Wood. Uh, they have flexibility to do this kind of again, with contracts expiring of some uh, such as Hammer Candelario, who is very good at multiple positions, mm-hmm. and Carl Edwards Jr., who is a right-handed back end reliever that could do some stuff. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised also to possibly look at somebody like Lane Thomas being moved as well. So I would agree they need to trade, get some future pieces, see what they can get out of it and see how it goes.
0: Lane Thomas would be another target for the guardians. Uh, He's got a little bit more control and he has been an underappreciated piece of the nationals. I mean, when you're as bad as what Washington is, not as bad as Oakland, obviously it's, it's understandable that they get that a lot of their, young talent gets overlooked but i think lane thomas is a dark horse to get moved i think the most likely are jamer candelario and uh or candelario and carl edwards jr i would agree with with jamer being the most likely i think
1: uh the last one the phillies find a right-handed bat with pop i'm gonna put a caveat in this. I think there's a little bit of difference here, in my opinion, on this, but obviously Reese Hoskins toured his ACL in March. Philly's never really replaced that bat in the lineup. No kidding. Um, but if the price part proves he can handle first base, Schwarber moves to left from left field to DH, that gives Phillies the opportunity to potentially get another bat in their lineup, and I think that's the biggest thing they need. While I would love for them to also get a pitcher or two as well, need to be smart about it. We can't be leveraging the farm for that. Mm-hmm. So I would say definitely needs a bat. I don't think it necessarily needs to be a right-handed bat per se. I think that would help more. I would prefer it, but just saying, there's a floating of some names out there that the Phillies could be interested in. Obviously, Otani is always out there for everybody, but – yeah. The real name I'm talking about, who actually came back on a flight after the All-Star game with them, Juan Soto. Ooh, could you imagine adding that bat to the lineup of the Phillies?
0: <laughs> that would be really plus that intriguing? defense. <laughs> my my question to you would be: Would you really go for that rental piece? Because I think he's Soto... not a rental; he has well, one more
1: year after this year.
0: This, so and. In... Just my personal opinion, I would almost count that as a rental because Okay,
1: fair. I get you. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: he, he has control, but I don't see Philadelphia giving out their last big contract that they can unless they go a New York Mets route and just say, F it, I'm gonna just spend an unholy amount of money and topple the, the payroll records. But I I like that. I was gonna say a Cody Bellinger would be a good piece for you guys to pick up. Bellinger is another one that I've mentioned, too, because I, he fits
1: perfectly with playing left field in first base. He's yeah. interchangeable, which is very nice. Exactly. Not to mention he could also DH, too. But I mean, anybody can.
0: I mean, in theory, Tommy Pham would be a really good addition, I think, for you guys. But New York's not going to trade him to you. That um, is
1: not necessarily true. He's actually been r- very heavily rumored to possibly be that one. Also, Canna as well. This is where I know the Mets are not feeling really good about their years. If they are actually talking to the Phillies about a deal, that means they really feel like crud.
0: If I were you guys, I would almost rather have Pham just because he he gives a little bit of right-handed pop to your lineup instead of so much left-handedness. But I think Cody's versatility would really kind of appeal more. And I mean, it couldn't hurt to try and extend Bellinger. Yeah, no, time. no, no,
1: no. I agree. There's a lot of options. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. I also wouldn't mind a couple of those pitching pieces. I mean, I would, huh. I, I wouldn't mind Dylan Cease ending up with the Phillies. Um, yeah, sure. Just saying, just saying uh, the Brewers get a bat pretty much cut and dry. Uh, they called up yep. Sal Frelick, which is uh, lit this past week, which is very nice to see him come up. But boy, do they need bats. That pitching staff for the Brewers is ridiculous. Just mm-hmm. coming off of a series with them. My God, they're good, but they need, need, need bats badly. Uh, And they need consistent bats. So I agree. I don't know who the, I mean, it could be anybody.
0: I I agree. Just get, get them offense. Their pitching's good. Uh, Corbin hasn't been, I think, as lights out as he has been, which we, we all know why, because of some of the things that the team has said, but Mm -hmm. no, I agree go out there and get some offense yeah get some
1: offense and see what happens there
0: absolutely uh, the cardinals
1: another interesting one one that you and i are kind of like Ooh, what happens here um decide a path and be decisive is their moniker here with the recent hot streak and drastically improved play because we knew that was going to happen at some point the cardinals aren't fully convinced they should be sellers the volatility in the central certainly plays a role because yeah. and then that for the Cardinals, they feel they have a run in them, they might allow to track down the Cubs, Reds, and Brewers. The likelihood, however, is that they will have to sell off pieces so they can potentially get back to what they need to do here. They need mm-hmm. to decide what to do about starting pitcher, uh, whether they're going to re sign Flaherty or Montgomery, and which closer, Jordan Hicks or Ryan Helsley, is most likely to return and trade the other before 2024. Hellsley's still under control for two more seasons, but has historic history with injuries.
0: <laughs>
1: As we saw last year, he also can implode pretty badly. The Cardinals have zero intention of moving Paul Goldschmidt or Nolan Arenado, or now. Gold, yeah. I feel like, <laughs> is the chance out of that. So their focus will likely go to uh, alleviating the log jam in the outfield with Taylor, O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, and or Alec Burleson might fetch them some starting or relief pitching they desperately need. Mm-hmm. so uh i would say mm, if you could give me new i'd be interested in new uh for huh. sure i i would try to get him off of there i mean i think carlson or o'neill is the actual ones that will happen but
0: yeah i would trade a, a couple of other starters and maybe a couple outfielders just because you can get some pieces for them and you're not doing a full-on fire sale where you're giving up on the next several seasons you need you need the the production and the veteran leadership of Goldie and an, and an Arenado, to sure. to help those kids,
1: the Cubs, and I agree with this wholeheartedly because I don't think the Cubs should be total sellers this year. It says keep Cody Ballinger and try to extend him, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
1: I agree to this move. I don't need to go into why they need to do that, but the Cubs are a perfect mid team to me. That they are like mm-hmm. right on the edge of being ready to turn it on like next year. They're not going to do it this year. Swanson's a great building piece. They built, they have him. They took the risk on Bellinger and it's paid off like crazy mm-hmm. as a buy-in year or, you know, approve it year. Now pay him and stack mm-hmm. up, keep Stroman, keep everything, see what you can get. If you can get a little late run this year, they could also steal the central as well. Yeah. But I wouldn't sell Bellinger, even though selfishly, I hope he does get sold to the Phillies. I think that they need to hold on to their pieces. I think they need to keep building.
0: Just for the sake of having a little bit of difference here, I think they should get rid of Bellinger and get rid of Strowman because who's to say you can't re-sign them because both obviously are comfortable in Chicago. Uh, They're performing really well. Stroman's looking completely different than he did last year. Uh, Bellinger definitely is looking much better than he did in his last year in L.A. So get some kids back to bolster their their minor league system and then try to reassign them uh, there's going to be enough i think good free agents next year that you don't need to go out and pay for an otani or a someone that's going to cost an arm and a leg uh oh so no <laughs> if i if i were them i would capitalize on what they have for the pirates keep the veterans and i think we all agree to this
1: they can learn from the with the mix of their talent there, they need to keep what they have. I would keep Rich Hill, keep N D Rodriguez and Henry Davis. They can all learn from Austin Hedges, keep Carlos Santana. Really overall, pirates, keep what you got. Don't yep. don't be trying too much. If anything, Bedner is about the only piece that you would possibly move if the hall's enough, but that's about it.
0: I'm just gonna go off of what you said. I agree totally. Bedner, they have come out and said that they're willing to listen on. So we'll have to wait and see. We'll wait and see on that one. The Reds get a starting pitcher or two. That's mm-hmm. all they need. They're really
1: such a good team. They need pitching. They yep. need people to help Hunter Green and Nicola Dill have been hurt again. Shocker again with Hunter Green. But yeah. if they can get those guys back with some backup so they're not mm-hmm. taking on everything, they'll be yep. fine. They'll, they right. will actually make the playoffs then.
0: <laughs> Shocker. Who, who would have thought that a team could use pitching? Uh, I but out, I completely right? agree. Owners zip those lips throw away the key open up that book don't leverage your future because again cincinnati's another one of those teams that cannot get rid of all of their prospects to get front of the line guys but right. add to what you got without depleting yourself however mlbtraderumors.com hat did put out an article saying they are willing to listen on jonathan india I was going to say that too. I just heard,
1: saw that as well, that they were interested in let, hearing offers for India. And I kind of almost took a step back and either they better have a prospect underneath him, which they must. Mm-hmm. They might also have a log jam up there. Cause I think there's somebody else that they on their main roster that can play both those positions. So India, I think could be the easiest one to get the hall for because he's coming out mm-hmm. of, he's running out of time service time. But yeah, I was kind of stunned with that, but Hey, I'd listen if they'd say Ellie De La Cruz, but hey, well, who am I? <laughs> uh, to the NL West, D-backs, add bullpen help. That's the only thing they need. That starting staff is set. They need mm-hmm. bullpen arms like crazy. Find them all. I don't care what it costs. Pay them. <laughs> get bullpen. Yep. They need bullpen badly. I, if they have bullpen, they're great.
0: I agree. Uh, their starting staff is great. I kind of just want to see them get another starter, get a get a back-end guy, a Lance Lynn If somehow Eduardo Rodriguez doesn't get a ton of traction, get him. But get a Scott Barlow, get a Hernandez, uh, get someone who's going to help out that back end. Uh, They don't need this guy because Christian Walker is having such a good season at first. But wouldn't it be crazy if they traded for Paul Goldschmidt and (laughs) brought him back to Arizona?
1: Oh, my gosh, that would be so good. I would I, love it. That's what I'm saying.
0: Like, they don't need to because of Christian no, Walker. No, they but don't. take Christian Walker away from first. But I'm not saying that they need to because he's bad. But, like, make Walker the, the DH. Uh, if yeah. they don't have a full-time one, get Goldie in there and that veteran leadership on that team. Get even more offensive production. I just think that would be a wonderful Cinderella story. He signs an extension for another – four or five years and then retires a D back. That would be fantastic. And I think they would elect him as mayor of Phoenix. So that's just my little, like probably not going to happen. Obviously it's not going to, but be cool to see Dodgers get pitching help. They need starters bad. Yeah. They have
1: three rookies on the rotation right now. All of them are great. Honestly, (laughs) it's just Mm -hmm. annoying as crud, but um, they're not all supposed to be there yet.
0: Uh just like, you know, the first team that we've talked about today out of all the other divisions, uh, no one, no one else needs pitching. So, you know, why not go and get a couple if, yeah. if you can?
1: The Giants, they're an interesting one to me, but I agree. This is all they should do right now. Get more pitching. Um, <laughs> pick up a starting pitcher or two. Does not have to have a currently does not have a starter on the I.L., which is great for them. But it's never a guarantee. They need to have some pitching to help out and also wouldn't hurt to have like a six man rotation right now. I feel like a six man right now is like the perfect time for a six man rotation during the dog days. So you could save some innings on people would highly recommend with that plan. So, yeah, pitching,
0: (laughs) get another starter. I, I want to see them get two. now. I know they don't necessarily need to. That's but what it get, says
1: here as a starter or two, actually. So that's pretty yeah. good.
0: <laughs> get Eduardo Rodriguez. He's doing fantastic in Detroit, who's is, which is usually a pitcher's uh, stadium. I feel like Eduardo Rodriguez would really do well in mm-hmm. Oracle Park. I hate calling sure. it that. It's at still AT&T Park to me. Uh, but Eduardo Rodriguez would really look good out there. And a, a couple of rumors that I have seen, and it makes sense, get Lucas Giolito. Those Gialito two out there with, there with Logan Webb, that would be yeah. a fantastic either one, two, three, or you can make Rodriguez a, a number four starter, but that, that would, would be so good. stupid,
1: <laughs> would be so
0: stupid, like scary.
1: Yeah. That's what I mean. I mean, like stupid, yeah. scary, not stupid, bad.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh but my yeah, God. I think
1: two starters. Those two would be perfect. Two more. We're going to go to the Rockies first because it's <laughs> pretty easy. Sell, make room, sell everything. Yeah. Sell Brad Hands, sell Brent Suter, sell C.J. Crone, sell Randall Grichik, sell Jerickson Propar. Get what you can get for all of them. You rebuild now.
0: Get them out of there. Would Would you try and trade Chris Bryant? I mean, I know I think he's got a no trade clause, but he also has and a he's front
1: load of. Uh, he also has injuries, a big salary.
0: <laughs> big salary, a lot of injuries, but if someone it, that would be a right-handed bat that could fit in well with some other teams. Well, I think I like it's true. I I I forgive me D-backs fans, but I can't think of who their third baseman is or if they could use any outfield help, but I feel like Chris Bryant will do really well and fit in in Arizona.
1: Oh, that would be a good pick. Well, I like that yeah. actually. Yeah. I could see that. That's a that's that's a good call. I like that a lot. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and then the finally pa- uh, yeah. The Padres. This one you'll like. Plan to buy be ready to sell. These Padres were built to win now, and even though they find themselves on the fringes of the playoff picture, and by fringes they are fringing (laughs) out of it really badly, they should still try to maximize their window, so long as they're within striking distance. It'd be prudent Mm -hmm. to bolster the roster with players who have multiple years of team control, perhaps a middle reliever and a corner outfielder, bench bat. It shouldn't cripple the farm to acquire these pieces. But Padres also need to be fully ready for a major sell-off. If they sputter and find themselves fully out of contention, it's time to pivot and recoup serious value on two elite rental pieces, those being Josh Hader, Blake Snell. I would agree. I think they're almost to that point where they're almost out of it. Now they are. When I last looked, six and a half out of the AL NL uh, wild card. Sorry, I almost <laughs> said the NL Central again. God bless me, the NL wild card. <sighs> with five teams fighting for two free spots all within a half game of each other. Mm -hmm. So they have to fight all the way back and eclipse five teams, four other teams, basically, or three other teams at the very least. That's a tall order. Yeah. And they had a chance to start hot coming out of the break with a series against Philadelphia. And they didn't even split that. They lost three or four. Philly took a Mm double header from them. That doesn't happen in Philadelphia, thank you, but shows me everything I needed to know. That team also does not look like a team. Very much so. We said the same thing about the Mets when we talked about them being a down team. They yeah. don't feel like a team. They're not together. Soto doesn't look happy. Machado doesn't look happy. Nobody looks Although he
0: weak. just re-signed.
1: He resigned. Uh, yeah,
0: Machado screwed.
1: Machado's so. done. His opt-out's over, but Soto isn't happy there. I think he yeah. leaves. You know, there's a lot of things there. Hater and Snell are obviously both up after this year. Hater's ready to see what he can get money wise. Snell's going to definitely walk, I think, because they spent all the money on Darvish.
0: Hater to Arizona, bolster that open. <laughs> oh, oh my Although God. It's inner division. So likely won't happen, but crazier things have, have come about. We said Tampa Bay needed a starter. Blake Snell back to the Rays. Ooh, Blake Snell to the Rays would be mint.
1: Ha ha. Yeah.
0: That would be wild. I'm feeling
1: nostalgic tonight. You are feeling nostalgic tonight, but I appreciate it. But (laughs) that is our Balk Talk, Trade Talk segment for the evening. And there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen. So why don't you wrap us up there, big guy?
0: We have a week to go until we get to that trade deadline. Uh, I know that we talked about in our last episode doing an updated predictions. We were hoping to do three of them this year. It's probably not going to work out that way just because, honestly, I think we both, I definitely did, but uh forgot about it until just yeah. recently. So uh, look for that in the next uh, couple of weeks, not next week's episode, but the following week we'll give an updated prediction once this crazy trade deadline is over. But we want to thank you for coming out to another edition of What's on Second, a true baseball podcast. Uh, It's been another fun, fun evening talking with Richie. I know it's a little bit of a different lineup card than what we usually have, but we're getting right back around to uh, getting that that same idea out to you guys. Uh, Hit us up on our socials. If you don't know what it is, go listen to those first few episodes of the show. That's where you'll get the names might be something different in the coming weeks, or we might just write it out for the rest of the season at this point and then come back next season with a, a, a different A different social for you and
1: the biggest one is the instagram follow the instagram maybe we'll do the thread here soon but right now the instagram is the biggest one which is what's on second a what's on second underscore
0: baseball pod. there you go thanks for watching guys or (laughs) (laughs) hey you be watching all right (laughs) (laughs) but once again guys thank you for listening in on another episode we want to see you out here again next week on the diamond